With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Man, do we have a great show for you. I am so fired up. Alk Ogletree, not Ogletorp, Ogletree will join us upcoming in 15 minutes. We'll talk about the New York Giants as they continue to compete. I want to ask him, he's seen the film. His teammate Odell Beckham Jr. chose the business decision on an onside kick that could have cost them a game. Uh, that upcoming in 15 minutes. We're going to talk some Kyler Murray on why everybody just assumes that one sport is better than another for Kyler Murray. And that assumption, you know what happens when you assume? Rick Buecher is going to join us. He had the interview with Kevin Durant and other quotes from other players. It was so good and made its way around the league so much that even LeBron James 
asked about the context of the question and the full answer from KD. We'll get it from Rick Buecher. R.J. Bell will join us straight out of Vegas, getting ready for Thursday Night Football and a huge Sunday of NFL games. Plus, Joe Buck will be our guest, who, of course, has tonight's call. He'll call a game this weekend. Then next weekend, Kansas City and the Chargers. Should be good. Should be good. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Man, do we have a ton to get to. Let's start with LeBron James, shall we? He entered the game with the Lakers trailing 91-83 to the San Antonio Spurs last night at home. Entered the game. Ends the game. Comes in, has 19 points, three rebounds, three assists, makes seven of eight field goals, two of two from three, both deep, one of deep, deep, deep Steph Curry range three. If there's a flaw, only three of six from the free throw line. He's kind of Markel Fultz. For a LeBron James, he's a Markel Fultz from the free throw line. And one steal. By comparison, during that exact same time period, the rest of his teammates, only 17 points combined, eight rebounds combined, three assists combined, five of ten from the field, two of five from three-point range. They did make five of six free throws. In other words, LeBron James outscored his entire team the final 10-12 of the game and carried the Lakers to a win, their 11th win in 14 games. I love all sports. I think they're all really, really fascinating. And the way in which they work is amazing to me because um, though all team sports have a team aspect to them, Football, you truly do need all 11 guys on the field working together. Baseball, not really as much. There's a lot more individual play to baseball, but there's so much more time around each other that there is a certain morale and a certain support, but you're still out there by yourself. Basketball is the one sport that has the FU button for the best player. Look, I'm going to win this game. FU, try and stop me. The NBA makes its rules as such, right? By the way, we did see that FU game from Paul George, who hit the game winner and had an unbelievable game in Brooklyn. But it's fascinating on a day where LeBron James has to answer questions about whether or not people will want to play with him because he does so much. He waited three quarters to do what he did last night. Here's LeBron James after the game when he was asked about KD's comments. Yeah, I, I believe that's probably not the whole quote, so I'm not going to comment on that. Um, you know, I, I, would, I would love to see the whole transcript of what was asked of him, uh, the context that was asked of him, uh, why it was asked, and the whole the whole thing. So I'm not going to comment on it because I'm not uh, knowledge. I, I don't know the whole thing. That's, that would be stupid on my, on my part. I'm a veteran. Thanks, everyone. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Look, LeBron James, and I had been waiting for it up until the last couple of weeks. I'd been waiting for that moment where LeBron James is like, hey, fellas, hey, guys, I'm the best player on earth. We finally got it last night. Finally got it last night. We'd had it a couple other times this year. I think three times now, three 40-point games. But they've all come within the last two weeks. And while 
KD is not wrong. It does take a sacrifice of ego and a sacrifice of shots and a sacrifice of ball dominance if you actually pay attention to how LeBron James is playing. A, a lot of what you see in the fourth quarter can be taken out of context as well because over the first three quarters, he let everybody else do their thing. And in the fourth quarter, as he said on, the, on like two days ago, they knew who I am. They know who you, you know, when they need me, I'm here to close games out. You know, it's, it's fascinating to me how, how we in the media are constantly critical of the Lakers and the roster they put together. Now, some of it is rightful critique, right? It's okay. It's okay to be critical. It really is. But what we don't realize is nothing really stays the same, especially in your first five to seven years in the NBA, you don't stay as the same player. The perfect example is Brooke Lopez, right? Brooke Lopez didn't shoot threes his first five years in the NBA. Now he does. Look around the NBA and look at the numbers of guys in in terms of their three-point shooting and how it's improved over time. Everybody's gotten in on this thing. How about, like, I'll just pick out a guy here, randomly. Markeith Morris. Right. Markeith Morris went from shooting. He's always shot about 35 percent from three, but now he shoots four and a half a game, shooting a super high volume of it. you go around the NBA and you look at guys in their first five years in the NBA and they usually progressively get better as shooters. In addition to the Lakers needing LeBron to bail them out, they also need the three point shot to bail them out, made 14 of 35, not a perfect percentage. It's not warrior level dominance. But they're going to get better because in your first five, seven years of league, you don't stay stagnant. You either improve or you get worse and you get out of the league. When you have one of the best passing great players of all time and you have a continuing reliance on the three-point shot, generally, like Kyle Kuzma, you're going to get better over time. So this is the plan. The plan is to let other guys develop and to let LeBron close games out. And if you don't like it, LeBron James has a couple words for you. Matter of fact, he had 19 words for you in the fourth quarter. That's the general game plan. That's the gist of it. So guys will ebb, guys will flow with the three-point shooting. And you're going to have plenty of time to be you, to show your game, to prove to him you deserve the ball. And if you can't, then late in the game, he'll come, come in and close the door. And remarkably, this is kind of what's been missing from LeBron throughout time in his career, or at least in the playoffs, which is sometimes you just got to take the ball and shove it where the sun don't shine on the other team and say, there's nothing you can do about it. That's what Jordan did. That's what Kobe did. It, it doesn't mean that LeBron doesn't possess other skills that the other two did not. But what we are trying to express that was missing that you can't express in statistics is just this sense of, Hey, you know what? I'm going to take over this game. There's nothing you can do about it. And last night is one of three times so far in the season. He's chosen to do that. You know, you, you pull up to a, uh, a red light and there's a car sitting next to you and pick whatever car you want. Lamborghini, Ferrari, you know, and you can rev your engine like, Hey, let's go. And the green light strikes, and they don't really punch it. And all of a sudden, 
you kind of cut the guy off, just trying to be kind of a jerk. Then they downshift and they fly by you as if you were driving backwards. Every once in a while, you just got to say, F you, right? There's the expression that's saying in the, the show Billions, what's the point of having F you money if every once in a while you don't say F you? Like LeBron James got critiqued for oversleeping the night before because he said he slept through his company's Christmas party. And you know what he did? 19 in the fourth quarter. Two threes, seven for eight from the, from the field. What's the point of having FU money if you're not going to say FU? What's the point of driving a Ferrari or a Bentley or a, or a Lambo and somebody cuts you off and not showing like, yeah, you know what? You are going to sacrifice something to play with me, but I'm going to sacrifice a little bit. And then if you need me, I'm here. Pretty incredible stuff we saw last night at Staples. Normally meaningless game, but in L.A. or to the NBA world, pretty fantastic stuff. Coming up next, Alec Ogletree will join, our, uh, join the show. We'll ask him about his first year with the Giants and what it's like to try and change the culture of that place. That's upcoming next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. This is a hard one for Al Golgotry, right? Like, you remember him, Ramos? He was a good player. He was like one of the stalwarts on the Rams when they had no offense. They always had a good defense. They had no offense. In fact, that was one of the things people were talking about this season, Doug, was that the linebackers were going to be the lower point of their defensive setup. So, yeah, Ogletree was very good. Yeah, uh, he was a first-round draft pick going back to 2013, played the first four years in the league with the Rams. And, um, look, you lose in the wild card game. That's that's the last— so he, as a free agent, excuse me, he gets he get they traded him for a seventh round pick in exchange for a fourth and a sixth round pick. Th- they get out of the Alec Ogletree business, and their defense, I think their defense is good. I'm not sure their defense is great. I'm talking about the Rams, but the Giants, I understood why they went and got Alec Ogletree. They're like, look, he signed a deal four year. $42 million deal, $21.3 million in guaranteed money, $8 million signing bonuses the year before. They had to clear up some space in order to sign Ndamukong Sue, eventually uh, get Aaron Donald with the biggest, richest contract for his position. Something's got to go, something's got to give, and they end up giving up on their best linebacker. But he comes into the Giants and they're like, hey, we want you to change the culture. Who? <laughs> by myself what what's what's that like you know what's it like to show up at a place like hey bet hey dude we brought you in here to get guys doing the right thing when they haven't been doing the right thing let's ask him Al Oldtree's about to join us here on the Doug Gottlieb show and then the hard part is watching somebody else or your former team succeed right like you know, look, you're making a bunch of money, you're professional, you get to live in another great city, like none of these things are bad, but watching your former team, the one that drafted you, have a chance to get to the Super Bowl, 
Gotta be hard. Gotta be hard. It's one of those, everybody thinks it's simply about business or it's simply about relationships. Some of it's about like, look, I want to win. And we had a chance. We were, you know, he was there through the tough times and didn't get to see it through the good times. All right. Al Goldtree will join us in a moment. I also want to get to the Kyler Murray discussion, which I, I, I will point out, I did believe was a silly discussion to have for a long period of time, which is like baseball or football. Like this isn't even a question. Anybody know how many minor league, uh, minor league players there are? Have you ever, ever looked that up? It will stun you at how it's not as easy a decision to pursue baseball over football as you might think it would be for Kyler Murray. We'll get to that in a moment. Let's get Alec Ogletree on here, New York Giants linebacker. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Alec, thanks so much for for taking time. You, you went through me, you went through so much with the Rams. Drafting St. Louis, you never said a word when the offenses weren't good. You didn't say a word when you moved to L.A. You got rewarded with the new contract, and you played great through it. Um, what's it like to see your former team have such success while you're you know, you're kind of put in here to change the culture with the Giants. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough business. I mean, you know, things don't always work out the way you think they should, but in, in all, you know, I'm happy for where I'm at. Um, you know, I'm definitely happy for the guys that, you know, I played with for so long in L.A. to see them, you know, finally get on, you know, somewhat of a winning streak or, you know, have a chance to, you know, play for the big trophy. And, you know, like I said, I'm happy for those guys. Um, but, you know, I definitely definitely wish we were in that situation here at the Giants. How much has your position changed during your time in the NFL? Has my position changed? Yeah, N- not you changing um, position, but in terms of what you do. Like, you're a top-level linebacker, but the position of linebacker, I feel like, is is changing, right? Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's different. It's evolving right before our eyes, or at least as fans. How much do you think it's changed since 13? I mean, I mean, it's definitely changed, um, you know, with, you know, a lot of the rules and stuff change as well. So it kind of, you know, all that all that plays a part into, you know, how you play the position. Um, you know, I feel like I played every single linebacker position there is, you know, since since I removed the linebacker. So, you know, now, you know, kind of settled in at, at a certain spot. But, you know, like I said, with how they how they have the offense just basically running free. You know, you have to be able to cover and, you know, not necessarily – you still have to be physical, but it's more so about being able to run sideline to sideline and cover backs and, and tight ends and stuff out in the open field. And, you know, so that's kind of that's kind of the main thing that's really changed, I've always said, is the linebacker position. Yeah, I, I also think – I think that's – I mean, obviously it's accurate from your perspective and you play it like, look – you know, you come in the league and you're like 254, and it almost feels like now that position is like a you're better off staying at 220 or 230, right? That I talked to Josh Rosen, the Cardinals quarterback, and he's like, "Look, all the body types are kind of getting to be the same, even even your weight. Whereas before, you needed to have, you know, a little bit more girth, a little bit more strength to stop the run game. The body types, even of guys in the league, are starting to change, aren't they? Yeah, it is. I mean, like you said the the linebackers that are like. 40 and up, you know, they're starting to fade away. And you pretty much see a lot of guys that are former safety that's, you know, 220, 230, well, maybe 230, you know, being that linebacker. And 
And, you know, the way the game, like I said, the way the game is played now, you know, it's not more so, you know, everybody's running down his pretty much play kind of sideways for the most part. You know, you have your little run pass options uh, for a lot of teams and, you know, very few teams that just lines up and just say, you know, run the ball downhill at you. So, you know, like I said, for for the guys that are, you know, heavier, you know, they definitely they definitely fading away where they they now they're moving you towards the you getting even closer to the line of scrimmage to go rush the passes. So Al Golgatree of the Giants joining us in the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. We mentioned that you were brought in and the Giants even to this day say, Hey, we want him to flip the culture there. Um I know you've seen the video of OBJ not going after the onside kick as a guy who was brought in to bring a toughness and a team mentality culture. What's the reaction been like in the locker room to seeing that video? I mean, like you said, nobody's questioned his heart, whether he fights for us or not. I mean, if play happened, uh, you know, I know everybody want to make the the – the statement of saying he didn't go for the ball, but, you know, everybody had a job to do, and, and a lot of people didn't do their job on that exact same play. And so, you know, like I say, you wish, we wish we could have got the ball back, but, you know, we didn't. We just had to go out there and keep playing. And, you know, like I said, he's got to give his all to the team, and, and you know, we, we appreciate that. So, like I said, his, his heart and, and toughness definitely not in question. You know, as far as that goes, how how hard is it for for you to hey look? I'm worried about myself, my own future. You know, my own contract was kind of front loaded, and then people are like, "Look, you got to go fix things. You got to get guys to buy in." What is that like to kind of be working not just on your own game, but on the on the rest of the team as well? Um, I mean, that's something that I, I you know I've kind of embraced. You know, as as the season went on and. You know, like you said, for for me, you know, being in a new city, you know, I just kind of feeling my way along throughout the season and just learning day by day, you know, just kind of trying to embrace the culture that, you know, the, the rich tradition history that uh, the Giants has. And, you know, it's like I said, it, it'll eventually come back around. Um, you know, like I said, of course you want things to happen as fast as, you know, like I said, when I was in L.A., we went from worst to first. In, in our division, but you know it didn't work out the same here. But that doesn't mean like you know we we haven't done some good things this year to help change the culture. I mean we got a got a pretty young group, and you know we're getting a lot of guys to you know get on the field and play. And you know it's just about learning to you know play together. And, and like you said, you got to get everybody to buy in. And you know we we're, we're shaping that up. You know here, I mean especially after the bye week, I mean. Went three and one, you know, in the, in the second part of the first uh, four games, and you know we got four more left here to play. So we're gonna, you know, hopefully, you know, take care of business this week, and you know, just keep pushing forward. Yeah, you got got a legit shot to to maybe even even run the table, albeit though, uh, although be it against uh, some playoff caliber teams with the Colts and the Cowboys, the, the last two games of the year. Al Golgatree of the Giants joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Saquon Barkley. Okay, one of the jo- the job of a linebacker is, among other things, to bring down or to cover Saquon Barkley. He he has this m- an amazing ability to be a home run hitter, right? Like body shots, yeah. body shots, body shots, and then a home run. When you see Saquon Barkley as a linebacker that's seen some of the best in the history of this league, what do you, what do you see? I mean, he's definitely he definitely has a chance to be one of the great linebackers to you know play this game, man. 
like you said, um, for him, he he's, he's been saying all along he works hard, you know, um, all year long. Even the first day he came in, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't approach the game as if you know he's a rookie. And I mean, all rookies have their rookie mistakes, but you know, for him, he's a guy that came and he asked a lot of questions. Just kind of, you can tell he's real. Uh, he has a high football IQ for the game, man. and um, a guy that just loves football, loves his teammates, and you know, he loves competing. And, you know, like I said, the way the game is now is definitely something that, um, you know, uh, backers have a, a hard time dealing with. You know, like you got guys like him that can run all over the field and you can line up anywhere. You can either be a receiver or or just a plain running back, and you can do both. So he's definitely a, a, a guy that, you know, I'm happy to be on the team with. Um, how much you're dying over what happened with your dogs this Saturday night? I mean, I'm, de- I'm definitely, I'm definitely beat up about it a little bit. Um, of course, my wife went to Alabama, so she kind of been on me a little bit, and you know, got a few guys in the locker rooms that that Alabama, and you know, but it's still good dogs. You know, I always support them, and you know, one day we're gonna get it done for sure. It's hard, it's hard to watch though. Like one of my best friends. <laughs> Is a, is he and his wife are both both dogs and like I didn't even want to send the text when they're up fourteen. Then they missed a field. <laughs> Once you missed a field goal, when they missed a field goal up fourteen, yeah. I was like, uh oh, uh oh, here we go. Yeah, I've, I kind of I kind of seen that movie before. You know, when I played against them in, in two thousand twelve, so you know I wasn't too hyped. And that was the one. That was the one where you guys on the last drive, right? You lost on the yep. you had a chance on the last drive. Yeah, fourth down. Yep. Man, that's a that's a tough that's a tough one. What what is what is it like to have that mentality where you're like, man, we can't find a way to beat these guys? Uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, just you know, I, to me, you know, for us, it's just about you know, continue to every whenever you get the opportunity to play against them or against whoever, you know, you go out there to win. I mean, it it definitely sucks, you know, that you know we haven't been able to. You know, get it done against Dama, but you know, I definitely, I still always believe that we can, and you know, one day we will. It just, just wasn't this this year or the year before that, or when I played there. So, you know, we just gotta keep pushing for it. You know, it eventually, it eventually happened. You know, in my, I had something to do with it for sure. Alec Ogletree, Alec, man, great stuff. Always a stand-up dude. Best of luck against the Skins, and thanks for joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, thanks, Doug. All right, appreciate it. Alec Ogletree, good dude, man. He's a twin as well, um, and he's a dog dog for life. That's the tough one, right? If you have – there's always that team. that There's the rival, then there's the nemesis. Auburn is their rival. Alabama's their nemesis. Speaking of the Redskins, really scary story coming out of the NFL. Let's take you to Dan Byer, get you an update on the stories of the day. This Alex Smith story, which I think surprised a lot of people, right? Broke his leg, compound fracture, gruesome details. And, of course, they lost Colt McCoy last week to a broken leg. What exactly do we have at this hour? Well, this is happens in sports media and maybe even happens with teams, Doug. A guy gets injured, and then all of a sudden you just kind of forget about him. Well, Alex Smith, according to WJFK-FM in Washington, D.C., remains in a hospital and his career is now in doubt because of an infection following multiple surgeries to repair his broken leg. He suffered that injury. I've I've been told, I've been told, pretty good source, okay, um, seven surgeries. He's had seven already. Wow. And that 
he's not playing football again. That this it's that scary of stuff. That that they're not this is not about playing football. This is about saving his leg, making sure he walks again. Yeah, he remains in the hospital after suffering the injury in a game against the Texans on November eighteenth. Sometimes you lose like what track of time of year it is, you know, some wait a sec, is it? Oh, okay, it's December sixth. And then you're like, wow, that was all the way back to November eighteenth. You saying seven surgeries? Yeah, so Alex Smith has been in the hospital a while, and again, his career is in doubt. Rookie quarterback Sam Darnold expected to be back under center for the Jets against the Bills in Week 14. He's missed the last three games with a foot injury. Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas returned to practice today. He sat out yesterday with an ankle issue. Week 14, Jaguars and Titans coverage at 7.30 Eastern time tonight from Nashville. You'll see it on Fox. The Red Sox signed pitcher Nathan Navaldi to a new four-year deal worth $67.5 million, according to the MLB Network. Well, the Boston Bruins take on the Tampa Bay Lightning at 7.30 Eastern time in tonight's Discover Card Key matchup. Speaking of matchups, become a new card member, and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Doug, back to you. All right, so, so look, um, I do think there's a, there's a part of this Kaepernick discussion, which I – hate doing the Kaepernick discussion because it's been a year and a half and I don't feel like he's coming back to the league, but I think there's another level to it, which I haven't heard anybody bring up. And I want to make sure that people understand. Um, we all know that Alex Smith has lost his job, his last two jobs. The one in San Francisco was obviously the hardest. If you remember his first seven years in the NFL, he had seven different offensive coordinators. Alex Smith was seen as a bust until Jim Harbaugh came on as coach. And he led them to the NFC Championship game where there were two fumbled returns. I think they were both punt returns, right? Two fum- both, But he played well enough to beat the New Orleans Saints. He played good football. But they, they lost, and no one who watched those games said Alex Smith was the reason why. He played some of the best football of his life. Now, look. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Alex Smith is a great quarterback. If you go back, though, to the game before he lost his job because of injury with the San Francisco 49ers, he played on Monday night football against the Arizona Cardinals, and he had a perfect game. No incomplete passes. Basically pitched a perfect game. He gets a concussion. Colin Kaepernick comes in. Colin Kaepernick adds an additional element as a running quarterback. Takes them to uh, back to the playoffs. They eventually get to the Super Bowl. And then uh, Alex Smith is jettisoned to the Kansas City Chiefs. Colin Kaepernick comes back down to earth. They go 8-8. Eight and eight. Kaepernick eventually gets beat out. Alex Smith actually has had a lot of success as a star before giving up his job to Pat Mahomes. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that Kaepernick wasn't didn't provide a spark, didn't add a different because Alex Smith was also one of the one of the most underrated athletes at quarterback the league has ever seen. He was fast, he was agile, he could move the pocket and run for the first down. Obviously, before this gruesome injury, and even though he became checked down Charlie with the Kansas City Chiefs, some of that was. They didn't have good wide receivers. I was like, remember they went a whole season without hitting a wide receiver in the end zone for a touchdown? Like, yeah, but that's because Dwayne Bowe was his best wide receiver who was a dog. Regardless of which, 
There's two factors that I believe are real in why Kaepernick, though his name was brought up, hasn't been brought into D.C., in addition to hasn't played and whatever. Right? Like Josh Jackson, people are like, well, Josh Jackson hasn't played in the NFL. He was with the Raiders in camp. The Raiders system has similar verbiage, if not the same verbiage, as what you have with the Redskins, with the Gruden boys. And familiarity is the biggest the biggest issue in signing a guy late in the season. So that's the biggest issue that they talk. And even Jay Gruden said, like, look, this would have been training camp, might have been different. Getting him up to speed is hard. Forget, take politics completely out of it, though I'm sure it plays at least some sort of factor in it. One, you can't bring a guy in, okay, to replace Alex Smith who's replaced Alex Smith before. Like, that's just, that's just mean. That's just mean. Oh, hey, Alex, yeah, sorry, you're in the hospital with a gruesome leg fracture, and now you're recovering from a nasty uh, infection that followed surgery. Guess who we brought in here to replace you? Right, that would be, who is the guy, Music, who initially was on American Idol with Ryan Seacrest? What was that? Uh, he had a, I want to say, I want to say Winklevoss, but those of Winklevoss twins who, who supposedly really started Facebook. There was another guy. There were two hosts on American Idol. It's like Brian something or other. Yes. Do you remember what his name was? No. Brian Dunkelman. There it is. Brian Dunkelman. Okay. Let's say Brian Dunkelman gets a job as an FM DJ in Washington, D.C., right? Like Brian Dunkelman, like, oh, Brian Dunkelman, the other guy on American Idol's first year. If Brian Dunkelman gets fired or even takes a sick leave, takes, well, you know what you can't do? You can't run Ryan Seacrest in this place. You just can't. Sorry, that's just, that's just cruel and unusual. Cruel and unusual. Um, and then the, I think the other part to it, which is, is real, is, he, he, in addition to not having played football, he hasn't played in that system. Right. And if you think that's hard, imagine, have you ever spent the weekend at somebody else's house? There's one thing that no matter how many times they explain it to you, how to use the damn remote, right? Why is it so hard to use somebody else's remote? Like, listen, I got this universal remote. It's super easy. You press on there. Then you press cable and then you change the channel. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, what if I want to use the Xbox? No problem. You press the Xbox button, you press on, and then boom, you grab the controller. Wait, do I turn it on with the controller? Yes, of course. Like, and you're taking it all this in. You have to relearn it. That on a very micro level is what it's like to learn on the fly in the National Football League. But Alex Smith, I've been told seven surgeries that no one's even thinking football is an option anymore. And this just, I, I sometimes joke about it, but I, I mean it in, I mean it in all sincerity, which is this, every surgery that's ever been performed by any surgeon on a professional athlete, what's the report? Surgery one is planned, hope to make a full and speedy recovery, right? And the truth is that once you go in there and you got multiple fractures and you're trying to, Every time you open up, open up your body, 
you run the risk of infection. Scary, scary stuff. I mean, Andre Robertson, right? His is an infection, but his is like he's tried to have the knee. Uh, he had a torn patella, and now there's another broken bone in his knee, and it's a setback. It's something that happens. So the 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 Paul Georges, the Gordon Haywards, the Adrian Peterson. Hey, Adrian Peterson tears his ACL back playing the next year. Those are the exceptions. The rule is it's tricky. And just like there's exceptions for guys that make it back quick, there's exceptions for guys that never make it back because they get an infection or because it doesn't heal right. The surgery doesn't hold right. Guess who reunited with their former team earlier today? I'll tell you. I'm coming next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we uh, like to play a game for you. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game time is brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Dan Byer, what do you got? The game today is... Guess who? Guess who sung that version of Let It Snow? Because I don't know. I couldn't tell. Could you... Was that... Do you know who that was, Doug? Do you... Recall uh, didn't sound like Mariah Carey. No, no, that's a that's a newer version. That okay. felt like a newer version. Um, that's what's her name? Uh, who was on TV? Oh gosh, it's on the tip of your uh, tongue. I know, I know, I know. Um, uh, she sings that new song. Thank you, thank you. Next, thank you. What's, what's oh no, name? it's not. It's not, not Ariana Grande. Not Ariana no. Grande. No. But it's, uh, she was married and then divorced, and then she married. I think she's married to a former football player now. Oh, who, I know who, who it is. Jessica Simpson. Yeah, that's Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. She got into it with uh, who was it on on Twitter? Got oh it. yeah, yeah. Because was, there was some. Meow. Yeah, there was some. It was uh, Natalie Portman. I think. Yes. Be, yes. What was it over? It was over Jessica Simpson in a bikini, yeah. her photo shoot, when she said that she was a virgin, but she was wearing a bikini. And Natalie Portman said, I was confused seeing that as a younger person, and it was, yeah, I I, I, I was with not Je- confused. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica, <laughs> Merry Christmas. I sided with Jessica Simpson on their on their feud, but yeah, that apparently came up. All right, let's get to the game. I'll lay up to start. Guess- be a fan of both? Fan of, fan yeah, of both. you can be. Yes, fan of both. option C is both. Uh, uh, what, what, what is I was confused. You wearing a bikini uh, when I was still a virgin in 1999. As public figures, we know our image is not totally in our control at times. That our industry often works to define us and box us in. However, I taught myself and honor the different always express themselves, which is why I believe then, I believe now, that being sexy in a bikini and being proud of my body are not synonymous with having sex. That was. Simpson firing back. Yeah, yeah, good for her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good for her. Well, I just like if you go to the beach, anybody who wears a bikini is not a virgin here. I think that's no, pretty but absurd. I think I think the point was that she yeah. was wearing, you know, she's celebrate. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. Whatever. That's all right. Yes. We could do guess who in 1999. Maybe we'll yes. do that at some point. Uh, guess who? Doug was back with the Green Bay Packers today. Mike McCarthy? No, 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 no. 
Jordy Nelson? Uh, no. I don't know who. Yeah. It was Mike McCarthy, the fired head coach. Actually, it was yesterday. I, sh- I should correct myself, but allowed back to speak with the team, maybe gather his belongings from the office. But ESPN's Rob Domofsky saying that Mike McCarthy was allowed to speak to the team, got the go-ahead okay from Mark Murphy, Brian yeah. Gutekunst, and obviously Joe Philbin thought it was all right. But, yeah, Mike McCarthy got to speak Did he walk team. past Aaron Rodgers and say, <laughs> et tu brute? <laughs> et uh, tu brute? Do you know what that's, he, that's from? I Fire? Yeah, I forgot. Uh, it's Julius it, Caesar. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think we've talked Brut- about Brutus this. Brutus was Caesar's best friend, and even Caesar stabbed him in the back. You too. And mm-hmm. as he was dying, he looked at Br- Brutus in the eyes and says, et tu brute? And you too, Brutus? Anyway. Yeah. Guess who brought in free agent wide receiver Kelvin Benjamin for a visit today? Uh, I don't. It wasn't Kansas City. Yeah, was it? it was Kansas City. Yes, the Chiefs looking for another target, maybe in the red zone. That's a big target. Brought him in after That's he cleared waivers. Big target, slow moving, big target. Yeah, I could see it. Give him more options, especially if now running the ball at the goal line may not be as much of an option. Agree. Kind months. of a hybrid wide receiver tight end, no question. Yeah. Yep. I guess who Doug could win the Heisman Trophy this weekend and be the first player to win the Heisman in his jersey number? Huh. Um, Tua. No. Kyler. Yeah. Yes, there has never been a Heisman Trophy winner that has worn the jersey number one. If Kyler Murray wins this weekend, he would be. We'll talk about Kyler Murray a little bit later on the show. That is true. Like Guys didn't used to wear number one that played quarterback. Right? You used to have to wear a quarterback number. Sure. You've got some running backs in there. and uh, you Hey, know. John's telling you you're number one right now. That's so <laughs> weird finger he's using. Uh, guess who landed another top five basketball recruit in Vernon Carey Jr. out of Southeast Florida? I'm going to go with Duke. Yeah. Yeah, Duke and Coach K, the winners and the finalists over North Carolina and Michigan State. Oh, good. So they have something then. Right? The meek shall inherit the earth, and Duke shall inherit all the basketball recruits. Yeah. Vernon Carey Jr., obviously his father played in the NFL, played for the Miami Hurricanes, but now his son hooping it up. Finally, Doug, guess who on the crew just just did a podcast with a baseball author about the franchise players of all 30 teams in the major leagues? That would be you. No. That would be Ramos. Yeah. That is correct. John, feel free. You've got about 10 seconds to pub it before we back end it. Now taking the field, baseball's all-time dream teams for all 30 franchises by Tom Stone. Yeah, John did an interview with him. I like it. I can't wait to hear it. I will download it and listen to it on the way home from work, and that's the press. That's game, huh? Game time. Game time, whatever. It's game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's a hard one. Greatest angel ever is who? Mike Trout. That's good. Good. I was going to say, like, it's hard when guys have switched positions, right? Or switch teams, I mean. Greatest, greatest, go ahead, uh, Dan. I was going to say, that was part of John's interview, that Trout was one of the only current day players. Only on one team? Well, playing right now, that is the franchise player for that Yeah, Barry Bonds would be which team? Giants, right? Well, he was for the Pirates. I think the Giants was uh, Willie Mays. Oh, wow. Mm. Good point. Should should Kyler Murray go to the NFL over Major League Baseball? Make the case next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Do, 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 do.
I love sports radio. I do. It's like kind of the real world, but mostly not the real world. Isn't that awesome? There, there's something interesting um, we've done in sports is that we've decided we've decided things even when the facts are quite counter to that. Let, let me explain. Um, if I said, would you rather be a pro baseball player or pro football player in terms of the amount of money, the longevity of your career, you would overwhelmingly say what? Pro baseball player, right? You're like, you know, I know they play 162, but there's not, there's very little, you know, post-concussion syndrome. There aren't baseball players walking around who have forgotten their car keys or even parts of their life in their career. CTE is not something that baseball is investigating. And, and though you've had some debilitating injuries in baseball, right? Um, I can remember a time in which there's a certain catcher who broke his ankle in half, right? We've eliminated the contact at home plate. And baseball players have to worry about their shoulder or their arm. But like one of the things that baseball players really enjoy is post-career, those guys are usually great golfers. They really know how to get along with a group of men because you have to 162 days. You get like 20 days off all year. So it seems, it would seem like it's a no-brainer. No-brainer. That if you have a chance to play either, to play either, you go and play baseball. We have decided that Football contracts are not guaranteed. We've decided that. I heard on Dan Patrick's show today. I've heard on other shows today. Right? Polly Paps was like, you know, the decision, pretty simple. Football contracts aren't guaranteed. Baseball contracts are. You go and play baseball. What if I told you that those are two lies? Lies. And I don't think that Polly knew he was lying. I think he's just repeating something that's been said so many times that she's like, yeah, it's like Aaron Rodgers doesn't like Mike McCarthy. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers doesn't like Mike McCarthy anymore. He might just be done. Just need something new. Maybe it's his vibe language, but it's been repeated so many times that now it's like Aaron Rodgers doesn't like Mike McCarthy. Maybe, maybe they just underperformed. Maybe he didn't like the change at general manager. Maybe he didn't like the change. Alex Van Pelt not being there is just, Maybe Mike McCarthy didn't like Aaron Rodgers. Possibility. I don't like dated information either. Right? I just, me personally, for, other, for athletes, guys change, guys evolve. Same thing happens with contracts. I pulled this up, 2017. First pick overall in the draft. Miles Garrett. $30.4 million. Do you know how much of that is guaranteed? Want to take a guess? Every single penny. Matter of fact, even if you go all the way down to Ryan Ramchick, who is the last pick of the first round, part of the offensive line, which has been rebuilt and done a very good job in New Orleans, $8.9 million, $4.6 million signing bonus. Do you know how much of that is guaranteed? Every single penny. Everyone. Now, the opposite is, well, you know, there aren't any $250, $300 million contracts. You're right. If you can promise me that Kyler Murray is going to become Albert Pujols, Bryce Harper, or if he's going to pitch like uh, 
like, you know, pick, pick Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer. Sure. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. The idea that uh, it's just an easy decision. One's got guaranteed contracts, the other doesn't. Does anybody actually do any research into how baseball contracts are written? Aaron Judge, pretty good player. Been a pretty good player for a couple years now, two years with the with, with the New York Yankees. Want to take a guess how much he makes? $650,000. That's how much he's contracted to make. It's his sixth year of playing professional baseball after going to college at Fresno State. Now, eventually, Aaron Judge is going to sign a ridiculous deal. But, but baseball, it is the long game. It is the long game. We all look at these le- like left-handed, rotund closers, middle relievers, and we're like, man, that's the gig right there. He's 42 years old. He's still coming in and throwing out of the pen. And look, I have a son. He's left-handed. I call him my 401k. Hey, kiddo. How's my 401k feeling today, huh? Huh? Let's go out and throw some in the backyard. I know parents that have literally, not figuratively, tied their kid's hand behind their back to make them left-handed with the thought that they, too, could be their 401k. We're sick like that as parents. But here's the thing. Now, I don't know if Kyler Murray becomes a first-round draft pick. I can tell you that my, my personal view of Kyler Murray and some of it is jaded by how he struggled after a certain amount of time at Texas A&M. And I've watched him a lot at Oklahoma. I just, I think he's tiny. He's not, like, Baker Mayfield is small. Kyler Murray is tiny. There's just a difference there. I can't really express it. Now, Baker Mayfield is athletic. Kyler Murray's just fast. But tiny. I mean, really tiny. But we're also watching the evolution of the NFL where college offenses are becoming the rage. And though athletic quarterbacks haven't shown to have uh, long-term success, guys that are athletic that can throw in and out of the pocket, like a Russell Wilson, and he's undersized. Now, I don't think he's Russell Wilson. He's not as big. He's not as sturdy. I don't think that he reads a defense as well, but he's not a dummy, right? He played. His dad was a high school coach. Very sick, never lost a game in high school. Got a chance to compete for a national championship. He's carried Oklahoma. Look, I, I talked to a GM in the National Football League last night. I was like, no way. He's tiny. Why are people he's like, look, he runs like Mike Vick, and he's he's little but effective like, like Doug Flutie. And while Doug Flutie wasn't a first-round draft pick and it took him going to Canada and fighting, Doug Flutie now probably works in this NFL. Probably does. Case Keenum does. And Kyler Murray's better than Case Keenum. And slightly smaller. And way more athletic with a better arm. Same offense, by the way, in college. And so the, the thought is, ah, locked up since Kyler Murray signed a deal. I think it's $5 million guaranteed, which he's overpaid for. He only really had one good year as a college baseball player. Like he's not, this is not a guy who was a prodigy as a baseball player who also played quarterback. That's not who he was. And it doesn't mean that he wouldn't make in baseball. I'm just telling you it's a harder decision if you actually look at the idea that he could play quarterback, which is a position of longevity. Right? You're like, well, football careers don't last long. He's not playing wide receiver. He's not playing tight end. He's not playing left guard. He'd be playing quarterback. Philip Rivers, who raced a pregnant woman, his wife, and came in third 
is a complete non-athlete. He just started his 204th consecutive game. So you can start for a The only reason Eli Manning lost his starting streak is because he sucked. You can start forever at quarterback. You can't touch these guys. If you learn to stay in the pocket, it's hard because he's little and he's so athletic. But that's not the point. The point is that we started with the premise, the thought in our mind that football or baseball, easy call, baseball. Baseball is the easiest to get drafted. You know what else it is? The hardest to make it. And then even when you make it, you got to make it for four years before you see real money. Whereas in the NFL, your entire contract, that second deal you sign, would be partially guaranteed. But one, he's playing quarterback, which is the most, the highest paid of the positions. Two, if he's a first-round draft pick, the money is at least, the last pick of the first round is at least double what he's making in baseball, and it is 100% guaranteed. But if you walk down the street and you're like, baseball or football, people are like, easy call, baseball. Once you make it, you're in baseball forever. Hey, do you know how hard it is to make it? you have any idea how hard it is to make it? You start out in rookie ball, okay? Then you go to A, high A, double A, maybe triple A. And even when you get up there, it's like, hey, he can hit big 12 pitching. That's cool. Explosive stuff in the major leagues. I mean, think about those bats that were scared of curveballs that that they had in, in major league. They need hats for those bats. We always think easier to make it in baseball. It's not. We always think all those contracts are guaranteed in baseball. Truth is they're not, and they're a lot less than you actually think they are. And we always think that football has a shorter lifespan. It doesn't positionally, and that the contracts aren't guaranteed. That's not true. Even those contracts that have those ridiculous numbers where you have non-guaranteed money, The guaranteed money is pretty substantial. It's not like it's not guaranteed at all. All Like Blake Bortles, has he been a good quarterback? Has Blake Bortles been a good quarterback? He was okay for one season. He's going to make $17 million next year. Right? This, uh, oh, walk away from football. Okay. Kid's pretty good. The sport is coming around to his style of playing the position. I'd probably pay, play baseball too, but the decision is more difficult than you think it is. Here was Kyler Murray earlier today on the Rich Eisen show. Right now, my uh, my decision is to go play baseball. Um, like I said, yeah, I'm just taking it one day at a time. Like I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying this week. Uh, this is like I said, a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, and yeah, I'm just having fun with it. Yeah, right now, my decision is to play baseball. Right now. I'm taking it one day at a time. Right now, I'm just enjoying myself. What about when an NFL team says, hey, dude, what if he made you a first-round pick where you get four years of guaranteed money and a chance to make it in the NFL? And you can play baseball in the offseason. Oh, that's different then than right now. We'll check in with Vegas upcoming next. Are the Packers a smart bet after firing Mike McCarthy? 
R.J. Bell from Straight Outta Vegas and Pregame.com joins the show next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Normally my phone... Um, <laughs> Normally, my phone only rings for one person during our show. Do you know that sh- that person is Ramos? Yeah, it's uh, Colin Cowherd. Cowherd will call me like, "What are you doing?" Like, I'm doing the show after yours on our network. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Call me later, or he'll just keep talking. Like, hey, dude, I I kind of gotta go. So my phone's kind of been blowing up with texts, and I was trying to figure out and and phone calls from um, my home area code. And um, it turns out that there's like flash flooding where I live. And I'm, so listen, this I'm not beginning to make it seem like there's any sort of real imminent danger. Okay? But there is legit flash flooding where I live. Where I live. Let me just, RJ Bell's going to join us in a second. Just want to read you this real quick. So I got a call from each of my kids' school like, hey, we have no leaks. Uh, there's flooding outside. You know, it's like a program message, whatever, from their principal. School remain open. So apparently my daughter said, um, Mom, can you come pick me up? It's really bad. I'm so wet. <laughs> she says, are some of the kids leaving? Any of the kids leaving? Some of them. She's like, look, uh, I know you're wet. I can drop off dry clothes and a jacket if you like. But no, you can't get out of math. She said, I don't really need clothes. But it was worth a shot, wasn't it? Yeah, my daughter tried to get out of math because it's raining outside. I'd kind of reward that, right? That's the kind of behavior I'm like, you know, apple trees make apples. Let's get to Vegas. Wait till I give my money right. Are you tired of losing money every week? Yeah, boy. Do you want to be in the know? How about new? Well, we might not know, but Vegas always knows. Vegas! Bring out the bottles! R.J. Bell joins us, founder of Pregame.com. Pregame.com is the fit, provides lines for Vegas. Tonight, R.J., we have Thursday Night Football, and it's and it's it's one of those games where everybody has waited on bated breath, right? Jacksonville, Tennessee. All year we've been waiting for Jacksonville, Tennessee. Now, this thing went from stinker previous years, right? NFL Network only to last year two playoff teams to this year. Eh, eh. How, how does the, how does the rake, how, how does the amount of money that's bet on a game like this, how much is it affected based upon um, how, how viable they are as playoff teams? I think if you look at the two main factors in handle betting action, one of them is going to be how popular the teams are in any given year. And then, because obviously the Cowboys are always going to be somewhat popular, but when they're winning, it's different than when they're losing, right? Some teams are at the bottom of the barrel with popularity if they're not winning, right? Like Jacksonville, but if they are, okay, yeah, the Jags are winning. But then the question, Doug, is it on TV? And the funny thing is, a game like Jacksonville, Tennessee, which is not marquee, is going to probably do more handle tonight than a much, much more appealing game stuck in the one o'clock window on Sunday because it's the third or fourth or fifth most popular game. So, yes, 
This isn't as big as, oh, Kansas City Chargers next week should be a monster. Obviously, when we saw Kansas City and the Rams, it was a real monster. But TV trumps everything when it comes to uh, betting handle. Not just TV, but standalone TV, right? Like the the 1 o'clock window, those games are on TV. They're just not the only games, only show on TV. Exactly. And and, and another way to say it would be how much TV there is, right? Because like you said, the worst game is going to be in a little 200-mile radius, right? But you look at Fox, for example, when they have their big 4 o'clock Eastern game, it's not in 100% of the country, but oftentimes, even if the big game's in 85%, it will get more handle than a Thursday game. So, yeah, you're right, it, but standalones have a huge advantage because there's no competition, but it's how much TV is this game getting. All right, Tennessee is a, um, a prohibitive favorite, five-and-a-half-point favorite. Jacksonville, of course, changes – Offensive coordinators and changes coaches all uh, uh, excuse me and, and changes quarterbacks all in the same week. What can we what what do you expect from Cody Kessler? Because my my question is, did they go to the old bowl game offense? Right, like new offensive coordinator, new quarterback. Let's let her rip and throw the football. I don't think so because you got Cody Kessler. Right? He's taken a snap in fourteen NFL games, one in thirteen straight up. His team in those games. I have this is one of the more interesting teams, the Jags to me. Here's why. I think Kessler unequivocally is the lesser quarterback to Blake Bortles. I also think if Blake Bortles were announced a starter today, I'd be less inclined to play the Jags. Well, wait, that sounds goofy. Right. The better quarterback, you're less inclined. Because what we saw from the Jags D, Doug, was that for whatever reason, with Blake, they weren't playing hard. Kessler comes in and they shut out the Colts. They shut out Andrew Luck, who had had three straight or three or more touchdowns and many, many games in a row. I think we saw that there's some turmoil with Bortles by the way, the vigor and energy that defense for the Jags had with Kessler. So the paradox is lesser quarterback, better chance to win for the Jags. With Kessler cause, the D seems to want to play for him. And I think, or at least they didn't want to play for Bortles. And I think that feeds upon itself, especially on national TV. So I would not look at the Jags' season-long numbers. I'd look more at what we saw last week, which is one of the better defenses in the NFL. All right, the over-under is 37. Is that the lowest of the year in the NFL? No, there's been maybe four or five games in that 37 range, 37 and a half. And I'll tell you this, back in the day, there used to be, you know, the two key numbers. Now, there's key numbers we always talk about in sides, right? Three, seven, ten. There's key number in totals because it's combinations of threes and seven. 37 used to be the low key number, meaning if the Steelers played the Ravens, yeah, 37. Here is is it's it's a couple times a year you're gonna see a number this low. Do you like the over? No, because I actually think the Jags D. I mean, if anything, I kind of like the under, though I hate going under such a low number because I do think Kessler is horrible. I mean, here's the thing. Jacksonville had 341 yards passing the last three games combined. Think about that in the NFL. So it's like 115 yards or so passing a game. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of R.J. Bell, pregame.com founder. Of course, you can hear him. After my show, 
That's 6 to 7 Eastern Time, 3 to 4 Pacific Time, straight out of Vegas. He and Jonas Knox, an hour getting you ready for all the games, all the plays of the night and of the weekend. He joins us once a week here on the DG Show. New Orleans taking on Tampa. Last time around, like, again, this is first week of the season. First week of the season, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes in and lights up the dome. 48-40. Then I looked, and not only the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have won two in a row, eight-point home dogs, but the over-under is only 55-and-a-half, obviously signifying a substantial amount of change. Your thoughts on that game? Wow, what an NFL age we're in that there's a total that's only 55-and-a-half because in some in some years there were never a total that high. But you're right. If you look at these teams, Tampa Bay's yardage is amazing. The last eight games, they've had yardage 412, 510, 501, 576, 456, 510, and then two in the 300 range. I mean, that's like a once-a-season thing for a lot of teams, like 500 yards. So why isn't Tampa better? Well, you could say their defense, right? Not great. Well, either is Kansas City's, right? It's the turnovers. Eight times this year, Tampa was minus two or worse in net turnover margin in the game. Four times they were better than that, better than horrible on turnovers. Four no straight up. You can simply handicap Tampa by are they going to turn the ball over? And the reality is there's a huge element of luck in turnovers, which means I think Tampa Bay is way underrated because their results are being depressed by all the turnovers. History tells us it likely does not continue I kind of like Tampa here. Yeah, I, I do too. Eight points, and I actually think they're playing pretty good football, whereas even though the Saints had extra time to prepare, they're also licking their wounds off a road loss to the Dallas Cowboys, and they're a team that's never been as good in open air. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Some meh sort of games, then there's some interesting ones. You brought up the Indianapolis Colts, who could not score against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now they step up in, in level of competition, and they're taking on the Houston Texans, who have won nine consecutive games and the Texans are four-and-a-half-point favorites. Your thoughts on that game, a 1 o'clock Eastern time start time. One of the things we pride ourselves on was straight out of Vegas. We don't talk about locks, short things, inside info, because it's all BS. This is, though, one of my two or three favorite games of the season. I so that's, love that, I, I don't want to say locks, but this is a lock, okay? Pay attention. Go ahead, I'm sorry. S- sell your house, sell your car, sell your kids as they used to say on the score phones, is I love the Colts here. And to me, this is such a teaching moment with you must be contrarian in the NFL. So what is the average fan thinking? Wait a minute. The Texans have won nine straight games. Wow, I want to bet them. Since 1997, so 20-plus years, teams on a nine-plus game winning streak, same season. Next game? 38, 36% against the spread. 35 winners, 63 losers. Think about that a second. Why? Because they're expensive. This is like buying a house, buying a car, and the Texans are expensive. The flip side, the Colts, teams shut out the last week are 58% against the spread the next week. So you got an expensive team, you got a cheap team. I'm going with the value. Colts. Lock of the this is we'll call it the Doug Gottlieb lock of the century. All right, fair enough. RJ Bell, RJ in <laughs> Vegas joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sport Trail. Let's get get to a couple more. Uh Philly and Dallas to battle for the NFC East. Are you a buyer into the Cowboys? Hmm. Yes, and here's why. 
one, I just am so inclined not to be because Dallas is the premium team. As in, if you told me any season, you got to fade one team every game blind, I would always take Dallas because they've got the biggest fan base. Thus, they're always about a half point extra, right? And they're in what, what, a half point expensive. But here's why I think they might be a little underrated right now because you can have that phenomenon and other factors overcome it, which is the defense is so young. If you look at the key players on that defense, they're young. And just like you know this as well as anyone, Doug, in the NCAA, when you have a really young basketball team, if you look at their blended stats, you can't trust with a Kentucky team with a bunch of freshmen the December numbers because they're such a different team in March, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You agree with that? I agree. So, to me, Dallas is like that. This team is so much more mature in experience today than they were 10 games ago, which sounds goofy in the NFL, but they're so young. I actually believe Dallas's season-long stats don't do them justice, so I would lean Cowboys. All right, last one. R.J. Bell at R.J. in Vegas. Of course, check out Straight Out of Vegas, the radio show that follows ours here on Fox Sports Radio. The Rams, West Coast team but a team with a tremendous running game goes into Chicago, takes on the bears. And to this point, we don't know if Mitch Trubisky will start, although all signs point to him starting bears are three point dogs at home, which again, based upon how you've educated us means they'd be nine point dogs. If this was played in Los Angeles, do you like the Rams on the road as three point favorites? I would say, Oh man, let, let, let me break down the three biggest things in the game. Cause one of them points pro Rams, one anti-Rams, one anti-Bears. So I guess the math says I like the Rams a little more, but check it out. Tlaib, first three games he was there, their D-back for the Rams, 12 points a game they gave up. Week 4 through 12, they gave up over 30 points a game. He came back to leave in week 13, 16 points a game. Now, he's not worth that much, but boy, oh boy, when you got four games around 14 points and then eight games in the middle over 30, Something's there. That makes me like the Rams. But I'll tell you this, and you were talking about the flooding and such, Doug. I think those that fire and then traveling to Colorado and back when they thought they were playing in Mexico City, Gurley after the game, they were just off a of bye, the Rams. Gurley said, quote, it was a long week, I'm tired. Who's tired after a bye? So I, I, I wonder about the fatigue on this Rams team, and now they're on the road in weather, But here's why I can't bet the Bears. Last thing on the game. Last five games, in each game, the Bears have averaged less than the average yards per carry. They just are not running the ball. The average is about 4.2 yards. Last five games, it's 2.6, 2.5, 3.8, 2.537. So everyone down below. But the prior four games, they were 4.5, 5.3, 5.4, 5.3. Crazy above. So this was a team with Nagy scheming them up that was running the ball really well. And... Trubisky augmented that. Now the Bears aren't running the ball well, so now you got to ha- throw? I don't want to bet on Trubisky. So I would lean Rams, but I'm going to watch it. Awesome stuff. R.J. Bell. Check out uh, Straight Out of Vegas. He and Jonas Knox every day, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific, or go to pregame.com or follow him on Twitter at R.J. in Vegas. You're the best, man. Appreciate you joining us. Appreciate it, Doc. Thank you. All right. Did we not? Did he and I not bet on the Chargers-Steelers game? Did we not? We didn't bet on that. Should have done it. Should have bet on it. Let's get to Dan Fire. Should have bet on it. <laughs> He's a big Pittsburgh guy. I'm a Charger guy, as you guys all know.
Absolutely, absolutely. The uh, I don't know who's a Redskins guy, but everybody in the NFL is pulling for Alex Smith. We could say that. Good dude, man. Yeah, the quarterback's career, though, in jeopardy because of an infection following multiple surgeries to repair his broken leg. This was first reported by WJFK-FM in Washington, D.C. In fact, Redskins head coach Jake Gruden was asked about Alex Smith's situation at his press availability today. Gruden said he was asked by Smith's family to keep it confidential because it some point alex smith is going to want to address his situation so no word coming out of uh, washington right now but he remains hospitalized smith does after suffering that broken leg on november 18th in a game against the houston texans some other quarterbacking news cam newton limited in practice again but the panthers quarterback is expected to start sunday against the browns despite a shoulder injury rookie sam Darnold is back for the jets in week 14 against the bills he returns after missing three games with a foot injury Kansas City Chiefs brought in free agent wide receiver Calvin Benjamin for a workout today. According to ESPN, Benjamin was released by the Bills earlier this week. Jags-Titans, as Doug and RJ talked about tonight on Fox coverage at 7.30 Eastern time. Oklahoma QB Kyler Murray named the AP College Football Player of the Year today. He received 39 first-place votes compared to just 13 first-place votes received by the runner-up Alabama quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. The Red Sox and pitcher Nathan Evaldi to a new four-year deal worth $67.5 million. Mm. This according to the MLB Network. Doug? Mm. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, I'm fascinated by this Warriors thing on, uh, you know, some of it is, some of it is that they, they do appear bored, right? They, like, literally appear bored at times at how they don't have to compete. They're... One of the things about this team, and, you know, they're kind of like the Pats and kind of not like the Pats. Like, the difference between the Warriors and the Pats is the Pats would never point out that point out that after Cleveland had their Halloween celebration where they had the tombstones to celebrate the comeback from 3-1, you know, Clay Thompson's like, that's where pettiness gets you, right? 1-8 and eight in the finals after that. The Pats just would not pour salt in the wounds of the teams of the of the Cavs that they've beaten. They wouldn't talk trash to the fans that they've beaten. Right? Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have never ever once uttered the words at least with a microphone near them of 28 to 3. Fans have, but they haven't. None of the players have. That's not their style. Remember, Wes Welker was uh was benched because he made fun of Rob Ryan's foot fetish. Do you guys remember that little, little rant? It was hilarious. But that's not what the Patriots do. But here's where there are similarities between the Warriors and the Pats. Now, there's fewer NFL games. It's Did I say Rob Ryan? I meant Rex Ryan. I apologize. Rex Ryan was the coach of the... It's one of the funniest things I've ever heard, right? Where he made all these foot references and everybody knew what it was in reference to. But here's where they are similar. Does the Durant pending free agency, does it does it become curious? Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't seem super comfortable with anything other than continually telling people his own version of what he thinks the truth is, that's a little, little weird, a little off-putting. And Clay Thompson has had some wild swings where he started off the year and he couldn't make a shot, and then he went a couple weeks where he couldn't miss a shot. And he hasn't had a great year. Although nobody points that out when they lose. And Steph's not playing. 
and Draymond's not playing. DeMarcus Cousins not playing. No one points out that, well, Clay Thompson hasn't had nearly the same year that he was expected to have for many parts of this year. Like, nobody says that. They all say Durant, 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 Durant. But if we take a breath and we look at it, you know, so far Draymond's only played in 13 games, Steph's only played in 15, and we still haven't seen DeMarcus Cousins. Like, they're going to figure it out by about March or April, and barring some sort of massive health scare, which apparently they had with meningitis scare last year. Just like you knew the Patriots were going to be around, you know that the Warriors are going to be around. Colin Cowherd is back, and he's bashing Russell Westbrook. Should he? We'll discuss next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coolest thing about living outside of California, especially the East Coast, Midwest, I think I love basements. Basements are awesome. Sometimes it can smell musty, right? But when you have a good basement, like you just go down there, at least man cave, you know? It's great when you have kids, too, because they can run around and tear stuff up. It's like, it's just a basement. I am very thankful I don't have a basement right now. Uh, like, it, water is like two inches deep in my yard all the way up uh, to my house. Got some flooding there in, in uh, central Orange County. So, we'll be all right, though. It'll be 70 and sunny tomorrow, right? There you go. Always got to look at the positive. Not nearly as tough as the people who had the fires or, you know, real tragedies that have occurred. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. We call it. And now. What did you guys watch last night? I I called San Diego's win over San Diego State. I'm not sure if I hinted enough at it. I struggle to sometimes give out picks. But I did like San Diego and the five points. They beat San Diego State at Viejas, which is where San Diego State calls home. They hadn't beaten San Diego State in, uh, in, in an arena. Remember, they beat them. They played at Petco Park. This is going back a couple years ago. Do you guys remember this? They played at Petco Park, and San Diego State that same year didn't make the NCAA tournament. One of the reasons was they lost to San Diego. And people in the committee, I was on the, 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 the show People in committee, I'm not sure if they realize, like, do you know that game was played in open air and it was windy and they missed 19 of 22 shots? Anyway, it had been since 2000. But then I'm on, on my way home, I was listening to, and by the time I got home, I watched the Laker game. Then I went back and I watched the Thunder game. Exciting game, Thunder, Nets. Here's Colin Cowherd's take on the Thunder's late win. Oklahoma City was getting rolled by 23 by a weak team Brooklyn. I mean getting rolled out of the arena. And Westbrook was dominating the ball. And then, late in the third quarter, Westbrook was done getting the stats he so desperately wants. He loves the triple-double. He's going to be the all-time triple-double guy. He loves it. And he got him. By the middle, late third quarter, he got it. And then he stopped shooting. And then the Oklahoma City Thunder, who were getting rolled, suddenly started playing really well. And they ended up because Paul George took all the shots in the fourth, winning the game. It was a huge comeback last night. Before Russell Westbrook had his triple-double, Oklahoma City was minus 19. Then he stopped shooting. They were plus 21. They shot 39% as a team during his triple-double run for the first two and a half quarters. 
Then he stopped shooting. They shot 49%. That's great analysis. I'm going to have to stop being a college basketball or NBA analyst because, you know, Colin said he stopped shooting. They started winning. There, there is a certain, there's a lot of truth to it. I understand Colin ha- has, what, what happened is he's right about the chasing the triple doubles and the chasing the stats. And I don't know in terms of watching every possession if that was exactly the case. I do think that at some point it is your job to carry your team and you got to read the game. Each game is different. Uh, my big takeaway was, hey, Paul George was 0 of 11 previously in that exact same situation taking a game-winning shot. And not only did he take it and he make it, made it, but I told you guys about Hayes making the game winner. Remember I told that story? That Sunday we had a game and he made the game-winning jump shot. Did I tell you that he took his time and he pump faked and they went flying by and then he shot the basketball? That was the part I was most proud of was I told him, like, look, if you get the ball, don't rush. You got plenty of time. I mean, there's five seconds. Five seconds is a lifetime. Take your time and count it off in your head before you shoot it. Well, he got the ball with like 14 seconds. He shot faked, and then he took one with 12 seconds to go. He took his time. He followed through. Go back and watch that play where the Thunder won. Russell Westbrook did pass the ball to Paul George. He was unselfish when he was double teamed. And Paul George, instead of rushing it, caught it, shot faked. Defense went flying by, took one dribble, set his feet, and knocked down his first game winner as the buzzer expired. My takeaway was how great Paul George was. And that this Thunder team started 0-4, and even though they don't have Andre Robertson back, they're 16-7. and My math makes it 16-3 and over the last 19. Is that is that pretty good math? So while Colin likes to kill Russell Westbrook, he can. Westbrook is a shot nut, but some of that is the construct of this team. The team is constructed where he has to score. He has to find ways to create shots for himself, rebounds for Steven Adams, because Steven Adams can't score on his own, as well as set up teammates. To take to you know to take umbrage with a guy who's not hitting a shot and drop seventeen assists only has two turnovers. They score thirty nine points to come back and win, and he passes the ball for the game winner. I think that's a little bit of paralysis by analysis. What does the fuck say? Like we get it, Colin. You don't love Russell. What, what do you got there, rhyme music? As time continues to go on and we see Kevin Durant with the Warriors and Russell Westbrook with the Thunder, and they're playing more and more seasons individually. Do you think some of what's come into play now is that Kevin Durant and his personality, like a lot of what people blamed Russell Westbrook for was quote unquote, like driving Kevin Durant out. Like he had one of the all time great players and he drove him away to leave in free agency. To me, it's starting to look more and more like it's kind of on Kevin Durant for leaving because his personality couldn't handle the likes of which Russell Westbrook has. Like, I don't look Westbrook as the one who shoved I, him out. I don't think it's that much. I think you're looking too much into it. I really do. I mean, honestly, I think it kind of came down to two things. One, they were both kind of ball-dominant guys, and KD is smart enough to realize that the league was changing, and it has to more of a ball movement, and he thought that's, that's not the way that team is or ever will be constructed. Additionally, when you had Robertson, when you had Steven Adams, you were playing three-on-five on offense. Whereas they convinced him, and rightfully so, that, look, you have to honor at least four of the Warriors on the floor at once. And I think they told him five. And if it just comes down to one-on-one, who can beat their own man in the NBA? Is there anybody better than you? And his answer was no. I think that's why he left. I don't necessarily think it was. I think their personalities have become more pronounced since they've left. 
but I don't think that's the reason that he left at the time. That that'd be my guess. Again, it's it's more of an educated guess, but it's still a guess. Um, Joe Buck stuck traveling. Is he gonna make it to the game? Do I we, need to go? We call, hope so. Do I need to go call my first NFL Thursday night football game? I mean, I've done everything else. What more can I do? <clears throat> Deshaun Watson back to pass, looking, looking. Finds Lamar Jackson. Oh, but no, Lamar Jackson actually plays for the Ravens. I meant Lamar Miller. Finds Lamar Miller. Open over the middle. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. Touchdown! No, too much? That's more of a radio call. It's testator a little bit. A little bit. LeBron had something to prove last night, not just to the Spurs, but to us. Did he do it? I'll tell you next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Rainy days here in sunny Southern California. We'll get to what happened last night at Staples in a moment. Ramos, you're my movie guy. You count on you. I told you we we did we watched Goonies the other night. Did I tell you that we did Goonies? You did not mention the Goonies watching. We watched we watched watched Goonies, which uh, my son, who's nine, said, "Dad, how is this PG?" They said the yes word twice. I was like, "Hey, buddy, just enjoy it. This is back my my childhood." <laughs> Apparently, we didn't we didn't care. All right, PG so, meant a whole different thing. Yes, it did. Um, meant no boobies, right? That was that was the big thing. We were anti booby then. That's right. Okay, so they've seen Home Alone. They've seen Goonies. They've seen Gremlins. They've seen some of E.T., although they didn't dig E.T. because they thought it was, uh, they thought he looked, E.T. looked too fake. They thought it looked too fake. Um, what's next? You think they're, now I got t- two 12s and a nine. Too young for Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Ferris Bueller's Day Off is pretty fun. Yeah, it's a little, that's a little bit older. A little bit older? 15 above, I would say there. Okay. What else you got? I mean, they've seen Beethoven, obviously, a really good one. I'm thinking of ones from our age. Stand by me. I mean, they the idea of searching for a dead body, like I don't love, <laughs> but there is a lot of childhood discussions there, right? Stand by me. I think they've seen Sandlot as well. Stand by me, the next one. What else? Any any other recommendations? For like rainy day, watch a movie. Hang you out, know, snuggle on the couch. Myself and my daughter Sarah and Lucas, we watched Cheaper by the Dozen the other day. The Steve Martin uh, movie. Good? It was very Latifa? good. Yes, Cheaper by the Dozen. I think they would they would like that movie. Cheaper by the Dozen. Steve Martin. Uh, it's a big family. It's a movie about a big family. I, I, and, yeah. no, I, okay. I know what you. I know what you. About. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not buyer here. Like I know about <laughs> all these movies. <laughs> Even the ones I haven't seen, like I've seen a trailer. To, <laughs> okay. You know? so All I, right. I do know. I mean, I remember Queen Latifah, 12 kids in the family. I don't know how he happened upon 12 children, but I do know that I think the magic number was 12. Right. Cheaper like, by the dozen. It was, it was, uh, it was a double, double Brady Bunch there. So that's what's going on in Southern California. It rains a couple times a year here when it does. Things kind of shut down because trying to get around. And I do love this, like, oh, people in Southern California don't know how to drive in the rain. Hey, no one knows how to drive in the rain. You know why? Because you probably shouldn't be driving in the rain. And even worse than that, people who drive in the snow. Well, uh, Clay Travis always talks about the white death of, of the South, which is when there's a, just a smidge of snow on the roads. I can only tell you that when there's snow in the Northeast, they know how to take care of it, but people don't know how to drive on it. Anyway, 
I'm look, I'm thinking Stand By Me more than anything. I, I, I really like that movie. I remember liking that movie. I don't remember all the dialogue. Not yet there for uh, Dirty Dancing, which is more high school age. Girl. Oh, man. No, no, no. Right? No, no, no. And um, also, like all the other John Hughes movies that we could do Uncle Buck. I think we could do Uncle Buck. A little John Candy. Yeah. Um, I think we do Uncle Buck. I think we could do maybe Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. All my John Hughes movies. We're not ready for Pretty in Pink. We're not ready for uh, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club just would go over their head. But it would scare the hell out of them. We'd go like, hey, you could go to school on a Saturday. What? Detention. 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 That's cruel and unusual punishment for them. All right, let's get let's get after this. Last night, LeBron James was amazing. That you're like, duh. Okay. Here's LeBron James after his 19-point fourth quarter performance. I did not. I believe that's probably not the whole quote, so I'm not going to comment on that. You know, I, would, I would love to see the whole transcript of what was asked of him, uh, the context it was asked of him, uh, why it was asked, the whole thing. So I'm not going to comment on it because I'm not, I, I don't know the whole thing. That's, that would be stupid on my, on my part. It's pretty cool. I mean, I, th- I think it's one thing to go no comment, but to go, hey, I don't want to comment because I don't really know what I'd be commenting on. I think it's one of the smartest things anyone has ever said. i like, look, I haven't seen the whole thing. Um, and what happens oftentimes is you go like, I haven't seen the whole thing, but let me comment on something just so I get a comment out there. He didn't need that. You know why? Because he made 19 comments in the fourth quarter. He also had three more comments, rebounds in the fourth quarter, and three more comments, assists in the fourth quarter. Like if you go back two days ago, LeBron James was asked about Kobe's comments about, you know, he's doing too much. And he was like, look, they know who I am. They know I'm here when they want to win, when it's time to win. You know, I might not, I can't control. Sometimes I'll have bad shooting days. But, you know, I'm here when they need me, which is what he did last night. I have been the, and here's what happens with people. They, they try and make these arguments into black and white arguments. And look, it's a mirror of politics on TV where you're either right or you're left. You're either pro or anti-LeBron. Or you could just be me where you go like, hey, I think LeBron's great. I don't think he's the greatest ever. But I will tell you that my statement that has been made that I don't think he's the greatest ever is not a statement made in cement because his career is not over. We're still watching him evolve as a player. He's still evolving as a person. And I'm fascinated by what we're seeing now. This is generally the plan. Let the kids play early. LeBron, if needed, closes late. Let's have the ball movement early. It's a more welcoming style. And LeBron closes late. You don't think we have enough three-point shooters? LeBron will create shots for him. Let's see who can improve steadily. The guys who improve, we keep. The guys who don't, we jettison. And LeBron closes late. And I don't know if LeBron has rabbit ears or whether or not he heard or read or heard about somebody else reading what Rick Bucher wrote, which is quotes from Tyson Chandler, who talked about his own teammate, who talked about sacrificing, but sacrificing for winning, or Kevin Durant, who's never been his teammate in the the NBA, has been obviously in USA Basketball, talking about how the level of toxicity mostly created by people outside and how the the teams are top-heavy built around him. But it doesn't hurt 
to have rabbit ears when you need to be motivated on a Wednesday when it's raining outside in L.A., right? Like That's one of the benefits to having rabbit ears is you can hear something and turn it into a negative to motivate you in the middle of, a, of an NBA season when other guys are bored. But this is the FU stat line we were waiting for from LeBron James. This is the, hey, I still got it. We've had it three times now. And all three times in the past two, two weeks or so, he scored 40 points. He was magic. He shied away from being MJ. He didn't like MJ. He doesn't want to be Kobe, who always, always defaulted to taking over himself. He wants to be MJ. That's why he wore 23. That's why he signed with Nike. Everybody wanted to be MJ. And this is what MJ was later in his career. Became a great shooter, shot maker, because he wasn't nearly as athletic as he used to be. And he let other people play, and then in the fourth quarter, he would conserve some energy, hit a couple of shots, get a couple of layups, get to the free throw line. The one thing he's missing is making free throws. He's only three of six in the fourth quarter. And go from a 91-83 deficit to a win at home in a Staples Center crowd, driving home happy. He started out as magic. Couldn't shoot, but knew how to win, making people better, could get to the rim. Then he had this weird kind of lack of confidence at times in the playoffs in his jump shot. And now you see him developing into this kind of wide old sage where there is some magic, there is some Jordan, there is some LeBron. And there is this awareness of who he is, what he's about, and where he is in his journey that I don't know anybody else has had. Pretty fun to watch. But last night was the, hey, I've been watching. Kevin Durant had three straight 40-point games. All right, here's 40. Here's 19 in the fourth quarter. Just because I haven't done it doesn't mean I can't do it. Well, guys do this all the time, right? They get the new car, you drive off the lot, they come up to the light, and they roll up, and you roll up on a car, that, that should be faster than, that's always been faster than, but it's a couple years old. All right, you roll up on a Corvette. You're like, eh, it's like a 10-year-old Corvette. You rev the engine. And you punch it. And the Corvette's driving alongside you. You're like, hey, hey. And then all of a sudden, the Corvette downshifts and goes, bye. Then you get to the next stoplight, and the Corvette guy is done racing. Kind of made my point. I can dust you whenever I want to dust you. And that's what LeBron did. The man who wrote the article, Rick Buecher, joins the show next. What was the full context of what Kevin Durant had to say about life with LeBron? And where is Kevin Durant in his own personal journey and in his time playing with the Golden State Warriors? Find out next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. You know what? I want to say this, this is kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys find this interesting, okay? I used to listen at times to Fox Sports Radio when I worked at ESPN Radio. 
and they would uh, they had guys host then they would call it the evil four letter, right? That's what they, and I I always thought that was really silly. I just I thought it was really silly. I didn't understand, and I still don't understand any sort of vitriol uh, towards towards that place. I don't agree with you know everything, some of the things, lots of things that are said on our air, other people's air, whatever. I, I think that there is something that's fascinating about it. It's like, well, what's changed in the marketplace? What's changed is there's a lot of really talented people that I got a chance to work with. I was there for 10 years, nine years, like on site. My boss here, I worked with there, is the perfect example of why are we so much better? Because there were good people here and we've interspersed people that had worked there, right? And so it's like combining forces. You know, uh, the, the remember the movie, The Perfect Storm? Byer has no idea what we're talking about. Byer, do you, have you ever heard of the, the movie, The Perfect Storm? With George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg. Have you seen that one? Yes, I have. All right, cool. Yes. Yes, and the idea of The Perfect Storm was is like these two different systems kind of coming together at once. I talk about Nor'easters as The Perfect Storm, right? Because the Nor'easter has a high-pressure system off of uh, off of the coast of New England, and they got two converging low-pressure system, one an Alberta Clipper coming in from Canada, one coming off the mainland United States. Anyway, I think Fox portrays is like a perfect storm, right? We have taken the best parts of there to here. But then I think, like last night I did a game with Jeff Goodman and Kristen Balboni. They, I worked with both of them there. We're about to have Rick Bucher on. He used to, we used to work together. Like all of these, like the reason that other places are better now is because basically that cupboard's been raided. <laughs> That's all. Cupboard's been raided. And they still got some talented people there, but a lot of the talented people. And here's how you know you've done a great job. Right, Rick Buecher joins us from Bleach Report. Here's how you know, Buke, you've done a great job, right? There's In radio, somebody tells you that they couldn't get out of your, their car until the interview was over. That's how you've done a great job. And in mm. print journalism, which I will call it print journalism, even though I know you do radio and a pod, you've done radio, you do a podcast, and you, your pieces in Bleach Report appear online. That's the closest thing we have to real print journalism, right? is that literally everybody in the sport is talking about it, right? That's how, you, like, every arena in the NBA last night, all the TV shows, and even LeBron himself afterwards was being asked about it. That's how you know you did a good job. So kudos to you. Well, thank you. Uh, I would say that LeBron and Kevin Durant being part of the story also has a big part. <laughs> a little bit. Has a big part, big part in it, and that uh, LeBron is now with the Lakers and, it involves the Lakers and their prospects of getting another superstar as well. But okay, but so thanks. so 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 the the idea is why doesn't anyone want to play with LeBron anymore? Right? That's the that's the premise of the article. Uh, no, the premise. Well, the premise of the article for me was to what what is the yin and the yang of playing with LeBron? What goes into deciding whether you want to or not? Because there have been some guys that have had the opportunity to go play with LeBron. And for one reason or another, they chose other options or they indicated that they were choosing other options. And there's still some discovery on that front. But uh, it was, okay, we always thought it was Cleveland. We thought it was short-term contracts. And this is what really first sparked this for me was he's in L.A., he's with the Lakers, he's got a long-term deal there. Why aren't you know, Paul George and Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and every possible 
free agent on the market, why aren't they all clamoring to go play with him? And that's where I started, and that's why I went around the league and talked to as many guys as I could from various spectrums in the league about that subject. And what did you find? So what was – so LeBron's thing was he didn't want to comment last night. Yeah. Uh, here, I'll, I'll play for people who didn't hear. LeBron had 19 in the fourth quarter, played great. They come from nine, uh, eight down when he checks in with 10 and change to go to winning the game going away. Here's LeBron after the game when asked about your article. I did not. I believe that's probably not the whole quote, so I'm not going to comment on that. You know, I, I, would, I would love to see the whole transcript of what was asked of him, uh, the context that was asked of him, uh, why it was asked, the whole thing. So I'm not going to comment on it because I'm not, I, I don't know the whole thing. That's, that would be stupid on my, on my part. Um, okay, so what was the whole, uh, what was the whole question that was, and why was it asked of him? Well, actually, the, the whole thing with, Kevin, with, with KD and the toxic environment was really unsolicited. We were, I was asking him about various players going there and uh, the, one, uh, the one executive who had said to me you know, that, that, that LeBron kind of sucks all the oxygen out of the room and if you're going to be the next star on the team, you have to be comfortable with that. And... Katie kind of went off on a tangent about fanboys in the media, that there are fanboys in the media who hang on every word that LeBron says and they fawn over him and it kind of insinuated that there's a lot of questions asked that don't really have anything to do with basketball and that, that he said toxic. I would think that tiresome is probably a less a better volatile, word. Yeah. yeah, a less volatile word, but nonetheless, it was, it was about the media, and it, was, and it wasn't about just the media. It was about certain members or certain members of the media who approached LeBron in a certain way, in, in an idolatrous way, and that's what KD was taking issue with. And kind of go back to your first thing about why doesn't anyone want to play with, with LeBron, I mean, that's... That is as misleading as the question last night about, uh, you know, what do you think about KD saying that the media has created a toxic environment around you? It's, there are plenty of guys who want to play with LeBron. They are role players. Right. Um, is there another star? Would it, what star play? I guess the search is which star player would want to play with him. Yes. Here's a yes. question. Here's, and, here's an honest question. Yeah. Uh, do star players want to play with Kevin Durant in the future? Didn't ask that question. No, but it's, it's <laughs> maybe an interesting. That's my next, maybe that's my next story. <laughs> right. I, like, the, the KD thing is as interesting as LeBron thing. Rick Buecher, Bleacher Report, joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Like, the KD thing where he's like, you know what, I'm going to be the real me now. I've been the fake yeah. me before. But it seems to me he's still trying to find out who the real him is. I would, uh, I agree with that. I, I feel as if what we're getting now with KD, and I certainly and I've told him this, I appreciate this KD more than the one that, that was in Oklahoma City because I knew he had, you know, opinions and feelings, and, uh, but he never expressed them publicly. He, and, and now he's gone the other way. Now it, he almost goes out of his way that, to prove, I don't care what you think, I'm going to say whatever is on my mind, and you guys can go crazy with the reaction. And so... I think that he's got to find some middle ground uh, when it comes to that. And 
Uh, but he's not there yet. And I, and I made this point uh, you know, earlier that KD is 28, 29 years old. He's still single. As far as I know, he's not in a committed relationship. He's still in that mode of all I want to do is I want to hoop. That's what I want to do. And bigger picture things, bigger picture concerns, not to say that he's not aware of them, but he really doesn't want the focus there. And so when, for example, like I was talking about just the idea of moving your family, moving your family to go play with LeBron in LA or someplace else. And he was like, oh, you know what? We make so much money. That's not a big deal. I was thinking that's somebody who is not married and doesn't have kids because if you're either one of those things, where you're living and the city you're going to, and there's all sorts of elements to that that, that do matter in terms of your decision-making. And I think that the big, in the big picture, when it just comes to that question of playing with LeBron, not playing with LeBron, I think out there there was at least a, somewhat a perception that, of course you would. Of course everybody would, no matter – uh, I mean, maybe Cleveland was the, uh, the the deterrent, but L.A., Lakers, LeBron, and as I believe it was Tyson Chandler said, depends on, and other guys kind of echoed the same thing, it depends on where you are in your career and your life, yep. and there's much more that goes into it, especially now that LeBron is at this point in his career where if you're... 26, 27, 28, you're looking at it and going, okay, well, how much longer is he going to play? We're in the Western Conference. Are we, ever gonna, are we even going to get to the finals? And you start weighing the, the, the things you're going to give up versus what you're going to get. And the, over, are, the overwhelming thing that you were always going to get was you're going to play for a title. Right. I don't know that that's guaranteed now, and I think that that kind of – changes the dynamic too I, I would say that that was i think prevailing wisdom coming in but now you look and you go like all right they won 11 out of 14 and i don't think they're playing for a title this year but no. you know the ego of star players they think like look if he's a playoff team this year and you add me now mm-hmm. we got a chance to get to the finals like i i kind of feel like i get the whole plan and it's work like the whole plan seems to be like lebron plays you know ball mover hey i'm just going to i'm going to try and play your deal and do it the first 3 quarters if i can and if you need yep. me then i'll try and take over late if i have it some nights he just doesn't have it which is what happens with age happens with most players even in their prime sometimes they don't don't have it it just happens more readily now uh and then you know he's he's trying to prove that he can be a good teammate that he can play in a different system than just give me the ball and everybody space out and catch and shoot it if i get it and i i kind of feel like he he's starting to get his sea legs and they're starting to figure it out there's no doubt that they're starting to figure it out. And as you would expect with LeBron, I mean, he's done this in enough different places that he just by, first of all, being one of the, it's a weird dynamic. And I know you understand this, uh, Doug, when it comes to, you know, selfishness, unselfishness, he is, he is unselfish in the sense that he shares the ball. He moves the ball. He's selfish in that, the ball has to come through him. Right, and he, he like, wants to set up the shots for you. Like, he's okay with yeah. you taking shots, but he wants yeah. to be the guy who delivers it for you. See yes. what I gave you? Yes. I gave you that shot. Exactly. He, he, he's okay with delegating responsibilities, but he, wants, he doesn't want any doubt that he's the CEO. And 
So within that, it's a matter of, okay, he's that. And you just said, yeah, I, I see the timeline, and I see how he's raising the level of all these guys um, and probably the work ethic and everything else, attention to detail, general IQ, a bunch of different things. Um, but if you are looking at this from the outside coming in, you're not signing up for next year. I mean, that's kind of been the – that's that was the routine – in Cleveland, certainly, is you come in for a year, you see what you can get, maybe you sign for two. I mean, a, a superstar making the move to join him and go to L.A. is looking at being there for, what, the next four years. And they'd have to think, how much longer is LeBron going to be this LeBron? Uh, I know everybody from the outside says he's going to be, you know, it's, he's, it's, it's never going to fall off. No, it's Those who fall. watch him know it's kind of fallen off a little bit already. Yeah, I think, I, I think he, he doesn't move as well defensively. He doesn't move as well offensively, but he's making up for it. Making, he's become a better shot maker, a more skilled yeah. shot maker than, than he's been. It's, there's a lot of Jordan uh, to how he's playing now. Jordan, you know, mastered the fadeaway and the, mm-hmm. you know, the ability to push off late. And, of course, was still good in a great finisher in transition. Rick Bucher, Bleacher Report, joining us, Doug Gottlieb Show. Let me quickly transition to the to the Warriors. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, a lot was made of their struggles without Steph. It did seem like no one pointed out, hey, they also don't have Draymond and Marcus Cousins. And, oh, yeah, by yeah. the way, the last three games before they got Steph back, KD had 40 and looked like the best player on earth. What's the mm-hmm. status What's the status of that team, That those relationships? Well, look, the number one thing is, there are two playmakers. There are two supreme playmakers on this team. There's Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Kevin Durant is a great scorer. Clay Thompson is a great scorer. But you take those two guys off that, uh, you take Steph and Draymond off the team, and you have the two quarterbacks that run their offense. Right. And because of the way they play, having that orchestrator is vital. They, now, they, they went to playing a slightly different style. KD kind of stepped up how he played. I think the schedule helped them a little bit. But, uh, look, it's, it's my contention still is they're not a title contender without Draymond Green. Defensively, they're not the same team. They'll, they'll be a tough out, not going to beat themselves. But defensively, they can't get to the same level. And... You're going to have to have, I mean, look, we, we, for the same reason that we look at the Lakers and we say, okay, they're, what, 15-9, whatever they are, it's the beginning of the season. It's, we still got a long run here. And in some ways that may favor the Lakers. It doesn't favor the Warriors. The Warriors got to figure out how do we win games, how do we incorporate everybody, but at the same time, how do we not take any more tread off of our tires than we already have? Right. And, the most interesting aspect is you get all these guys back and then you get DeMarcus Cousins and you throw him right in the middle of the pool. And how, how are you, it's, it amazes me. People think, ah, is this going to add DeMarcus Cousins? Yeah, that DeMarcus doesn't work Cousins that way. Cousins is completely different from the rest of this team. Right, and from how they've always played, they've always played small, but their death yeah. lineup, right? Their best lineup has always been without a center. Is it, One is DeMarcus Cousins okay like that? And two, are they good enough without DeMarcus Cousins, right? Iguodala and Livingston yeah. are not what they used to be. Yeah, no, exactly right. And so they've had these, you know, they, they, they've, there's been the, the natural deterioration. It's, it simply happens when you play longer than everybody year after year after year, 
you know, everybody but LeBron uh, takes a hit and, and, and they deteriorate physically. And that's what you're seeing with the, with the most vulnerable players with the Warriors. But you saw it at the end of last year. To me, that was the signal. Every single core player, even Clay, Iron Man Clay, suffered an injury at the, last, uh, at the end of last season that caused them to miss time. Mm-hmm. I don't expect this to go back the other way without a short run, without an early exit. At some point, they need to catch up on that rest and rehabilitation that they haven't had an opportunity to have. Great stuff. Rick Bucher, Bleacher Report. Check out his work. Follow him on Twitter. Also download his podcast. It's awesome. Buke, thanks for joining us, man. You got it, Doug. All right, let's get to Dan Beyer. Find out what else is going on in sports. If you, if you, if you just like turn on Fox Sports Radio today, scary story in Washington, D.C. with Alex Smith. Yeah, the Redskins quarterback still hospitalized, according to WJFK-FM in D.C., as he apparently has an infection in his broken leg following multiple surgeries to repair that injury. He remains hospitalized after suffering the injury in mid-November in a game against the Houston Texans. So Alex Smith's career may be over because of that broken leg suffered last month. Sam Darnold's career is just beginning with the New York Jets, and he's going to return under center against the Bills in Week 14. Darnold's missed the last three games with a foot injury. Week 14 starts tonight with the Jaguars and Titans. Coverage on Fox is at 7.30 Eastern. Tom Free to wide receiver Calvin Benjamin visiting with the Chiefs today, according to a report from ESPN. Kansas City has a showdown with the Baltimore Ravens coming up on Sunday. And for those who may be in the fantasy playoffs or may be wrapping up your fantasy regular season, if you have Michael Thomas on your team don't worry the Saints wide receiver back at practice today did sit out yesterday with that ankle injury but should go for New Orleans against the Buccaneers on Sunday the Red Sox have signed pitcher Nathan Evaldi to a four-year deal worth 67 and a half million dollars according to the MLB network twin signed second baseman Jonathan Scope to a one-year deal while the Indians gave pitcher Carlos Carrasco an extension through 2022 with an option for 2023 Doug back to you Awesome, awesome stuff. Speaking of baseball, you know, uh, there's talk now, right, of eliminating the shift. Isn't that the – has that been officially proposed yet, Byer? It's been brought to the commissioner's attention by members of the baseball competition committee. And we've had Manfred on here. Um, here's, the, here's the thing. I was dead set against eliminating the shift, and it's because what's the point of having scattered reports if you can't use them, right? Guy always hits the ball to the right side of the infield against, an, you know, O. Once he gets down, you know, 0-2 pitching, like, hey, hit it the other way. But I do think you look at sports, and we found new and inventive ways of having it more interesting, having more score. Look, we want more action. That's it. We want more action. And the analytics has gotten too good. We know exactly where somebody's going to hit the baseball a high percentage of the time when they actually hit a baseball. So I, I think the way you do it is... What baseball is going to do is essentially put in a legal defense for, for like the NBA has. Right, where there's a you know, a line down the middle of the field, and if you're on the left side of the infield, you got to stay on the left side of the infield. If you're right side of the infield, you got to stay on the right side. And I don't think that's crazy talk. I've kind of evolved on this where I was, hey, you don't like the shift? Hit it the other way. Hit it the other way. On the other hand, like, do we really want to see teams bunt? I mean, I guess. Part of me does want to see guys... Bun it down the line. Just learn to bun it down the line. Bun it down the line. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. 
I, I, I would, I would change it. Baseball is trying to, they've already figured out scoring more runs doesn't bring more attention because run scoring runs is up, but home runs are up, but so are strikeouts and walks. And that's boring. We want the ball in play more often. That's what we want. And I've said this before. Hockey was ahead of this before anybody else was ahead of this. Remember hockey went to four on four for overtime. Now it's like three on three, right? Buyer, help me out here, right? Don't you do you do the hockey updates on on the during the show? Isn't it three it, on three? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I believe so. In overtime, yeah, and I think that's genius, genius. And it was started in the minor leagues, right? Five minute, uh, five minutes in length, three skaters per side, overtime period. It's great. Why more scoring, more action, and. Let's get this thing moving here, huh? Let's let's go home. You know they talked about in baseball, like, hey, what if we start extra innings with a runner on second base? Let's let's get this thing moving. Guys want to go get get home. The NFL has created all these penalties and rules, and they're allowing guys to block further downfield, like college football. Why get this thing moving? More scoring. The NBA, there's no such thing as a legal screen out on the floor. Get this thing moving, and college basketball needs to watch it. All right, coming up next, have we seen the last of Beast Mode in shoulder pads? We'll tell you next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We got Thursday Night Football, our long-awaited picks, where John Ramos agrees with Dan Beyer, and Ryan Music decides whether he's going to agree with Dan Beyer or go out on his own, and then I come in to settle the, settle the entire argument. That's upcoming. I know you're waiting with bated breath. Are we are we giving intern a chance to pick a game tonight or no? We we've got like I don't know. It's a holiday season. It's Bailey's it. last day on the Doug Gottlieb show. I do know it's Bailey's last day. So why not? Yeah, Bailey, you'll get to pick a game. So you got to figure out the lines. Yeah, ba- Bailey actually is a degenerate gambler. It's a bad thing for us <laughs> to make him bet on a game. He's like, you know, the whole reason I need a job is because I'm bankrupt, uh, and he bankrupted his parents as well. So. Uh, that's okay, though. I mean, listen, you can all get it back if, if on Bailey's pick later on today. The press. Dan Byer. Dan Byer. Dan Byer. You know what that was from? That was from the Tiger Woods Phil Mickelson presser a couple of weeks in, wow. ago in Vegas. Dan Byer. Yeah, Dan Byer, Fox Sports. You want to say name and affiliation? Name. Yeah. Um, Dan Byer, Fox Sports. Tiger. What did you ask? I forget. I I asked. Well, one of the questions. Fox Sports Radio, kind of on the heels of that. Here you go. Phil, you talked about on the HBO special about how it took you a little while to get accustomed to Tiger when he exploded on the scene 20 plus years ago. Exploded. But then we're able to realize what he meant for you and other golfers. What do you think you meant during your career to other golfers and Tiger, kind of on the heels of that, but what do you think Phil's game meant to others uh, throughout the golf world? So you only got one question? I got two, but Tiger didn't even answer that one. Phil yeah, just started talking. That's but, because yeah. you did a doubleheader. You can't do yeah. the doubleheader. You got to ask <laughs> no, Phil a question no. and then go, follow listen, up Tiger. What? Listen. Grab interview. the microphone like uh, like Jim Acosta. <laughs> yeah. Like Jim Acosta. Oh. I'm not done yet, damn it. Listen, <laughs> interview me master. This d- is what give I, me that. Phil was doing so much of the heavy lifting, so he just started to talk. Hey, yeah, then- I thought Tiger texting and tweeting during your question was exceptionally rude. <laughs> and then when Tiger was about to answer, they just said, uh, a second row left, and they moved on to the next question. Then I, I asked later on as a joke, a ha-ha, if there was any point they were going to consider it the match Phil versus Tiger. 
and uh, that got some laughs. Got some run in the golf publications, if you will. But, uh, but yeah. Good uh, one. All uh, right, here we go. How about this interview with Gene Smith, the Ohio State AD with the dispatch, uh, the Columbus dispatch in Ohio, saying that when he was deciding on Ryan Day, he was comparing Day to three other possible coaching candidates, one in the NFL, the two other college head football coaches decided that day would be his guy but interesting to think that there were two college guys who have head coaching jobs now that were considered candidates and maybe one guy from the nfl matt campbell would be one right yeah i would think so iowa state uh, ohio guy uh and he would seem like it would be a you know a boost up i've yeah i don't i don't think lincoln riley would be another one but you never you, you never know okay um he did say on a longer list he had other candidates, including a coach that was out of coaching, which I think was probably Bob Stoops, okay. whose name was brought hey, no, up at No times. question. Everybody knows that, certainly. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, well, what N- NFL coach? Ooh, NFL coach, NFL coach. And I thought maybe it could have been a coordinator, um, but – right. coordinate. I wasn't yeah, sure yeah, if it was a head coach or ward. not. You got to coordinate. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Those were those were some of the options. Uh, one other college football note, Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray named the AP College Football Player of the Year. I don't know if this would be a precursor to the Heisman. No, but the, and Dominican Sue joined us yesterday. He said that's the award he won. He didn't win the Heisman. Yeah, received 39, out of, uh, 39 first place votes compared to just 13 for Tua Tungavailoa oh, of no. Alabama. So, what, do you watch the Heisman Trophy presentation every year? Uh, yeah. I, I, if, I'm, if I'm home, I will. If I'm not, I see it on my phone. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's probably how that's probably how Saturday's gonna go as well. Uh yeah. an update on Alex Smith. We talked about it earlier. Head coach Jay Gruden told reporters today that Smith's wife had asked him to not go into details when speaking of the quarterback situation, so he didn't really address it. But it was WJFK FM in DC saying that Smith's career is in jeopardy because of an infection following multiple surgeries to repair Alex Smith's broken leg. And when I had to to forward that story, I, t- I told you I had heard from a good source seven surgeries already or seven surgical procedures of some level already uh, to try and save the leg and let him walk again. Forget about playing football. I believe football playing careers unfortunately come to an end. The season is officially over for Raiders running back Marshawn Lynch as the Raiders designated Raiders, not Razors. They designated tackle Donald Penn to return from IR. La, it's la, the la, second la, la. player. Oakland is designated to return, meaning Lynch can't come back this season from his groin injury. Uh, how many times does he – he got hurt at the end of last year too, right? He got suspended. Well, he got kicked – you know, he got suspended that one game. Mm-hmm. Or he got ejected from the one game, took right. the subway back, took the BART back home. That was cool. Right. And uh, they signed an Oakland native to to fill in for him, right? So, I don't know. I, does he play one more year? I don't think so, but – Came out of retirement to do it this time. Why wouldn't he do it again? He was the team's bit, nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Each team has a nominee. Uh, He's the Raiders nominee. And, and then cool. we don't find out who won it until the Super Bowl week, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah. The, at the new NFL Honors mm-hmm. ceremony. Uh, how about this from the NBA? Cavs forward Tristan Thompson fined $15,000 for giving some fans the finger following their win over Brooklyn on Monday night. Million dollars. No, just fifteen grand. Fifteen grand for the finger? Yeah, that's an expensive finger. I don't know. If it was a, it was a win too. Yeah, it's a win. Uh, yeah. I'm a fun guy. Uh, sorry, Kawhi. Some clarification. I'm a fun from guy. a topic earlier. Remember, we talked about John Ramos's podcast. We did. 
Well, there was some misinformation given by John in his interview that he did with author Tom Stone, who wrote a book about franchise players, franchise players in Major League Baseball. John incorrectly said that Barry Bonds was the Pirates' all-time franchise player. John, that is not the case, correct? It is not. It is Honus Wagner is the franchise Honus player for the Pirates. Wagner. Yes. So now I thought it was maybe going to be Roberto Clemente, but Honus Wagner gets the nod for the Pittsburgh Pirates as their all-time franchise player. Right. And whatever. I mean. Literally, no one alive ever saw him play. <laughs> That's true. Right? No one alive. Trust me, his numbers we'll were amazing. Say, we'll just say Barry Bonds or Roberto Clemente. Against a bunch of white guys who drank a ton of beer before right. throwing lollipops to him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> John liked Moonshine McGee from 18. 18- I tell you, Moonshine McGee was a hell of a ball player, Byer. <laughs> hell of a ball player. See? Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. All right there, Bailey. You're up. Who do you like tonight? Uh, the the Titans are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I like the Jags. You like the Jags? Yeah, defense wins games, man. Defense wins. Actually, defense wins championships. Yeah, wins championships. Is, is, they're going to win this game, too. Bailey, what are you off to do next? I'm going back to Emerson College for my last semester of school and lacrosse, so I got that going for me. So. All right, Emerson, Emerson, era, Emerson College yep. playing lacrosse. Sounds like a very diverse group. Let's get to you, music. Uh, who do you like tonight? Uh, music forgot the microphone. What about you, Ramos? I'll take the Jags as well. Jags as well. What about you, Byer? Clean sweep? I'll go with the Titans. Uh, what about, remember the Titans? Uh, remember music? the Titans. Let's go, Dan. I'm going Titans to win, Titans to cover, and take the over. Take the over. It's Doug Gottlieb Show. Thanks, Bailey. Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust 
into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 